And we're live here on Facebook. Like to welcome who's listening in podcast land, and also like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. It's been a kind of a cold week down here in the in the Quad Cities, but it's supposed to start warming up next week. Is it going to be in the mid 30s? Yeah, at least above freezing. Yeah, we're, but, our weather here is pretty similar to that. That's pretty exciting, and we're going to be above freezing tomorrow for the first time in like a month. Wow. Yeah. So it hasn't been that bad. It's just been a really cold, maybe, maybe a week. Yeah, a week where we've been where it's been kind of cold, but no snow. So I still think that's uh, so. I'm kind of grateful for that. I've only only had the shovel maybe twice this entire winter. So I'm hoping that continues, but it probably won't. Yeah, come up here, and we, you are coming up here next week. Oh uh, yeah, by the next way, week we're going to be together uh, in studio up here in the in the north and. Uh, Amy will get to stand next to a snow pile that's taller than her. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, it doesn't take much when you consider <laughs> how much snow we've gotten this year, but our uh, our snow is above our mailbox. So hmm. that's I don't think it's ever gotten that high um, living where I'm at where I'm at in uh, in the Quad Cities. Yeah, it's it's bad. But it's fine. I mean, you clear off the the roads and then the, you just have you're driving you're driving in the canyons is what it really feels like basically so uh it real feel right now is negative 16 hmm. i don't know what real feel for you is but as i look at the 10-day forecast oh it, it's looking good as long as we don't and it's if with this cold as it's been like the snow is frozen to the ground so i i don't think we'll have any issues with blowing snow across the across the farmlands as we're driving on the uh on the interstate uh to come up to you guys on start driving up to you guys on friday so there's that there so that should be good there i don't think there'll be any ish weather issues that would cause us to have to call it off at the last minute um but mike that's next week um yep Kind of a light show, kind of a light show. Uh, we'll just be talking about the conference championship games. Did the did officiating influence the outcome of? Did the officials play a bigger part in those outcomes than we would have liked? Yeah. Um, that's, that's as well as point. talking about uh, the two newest head coaching hires and who many people call the goat retiring. Yeah. What else are we going to be talking about, Mike? Well, we have our. Our first real NASCAR corner of 2023. We'll also be talking about retirement of a great. Eh, maybe, a, maybe not a great. A good. A good. Okay. Do you not have any even on here? I, I don't. Who, who else retired, Mike? Uh, baseball. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about now. All right. Okay. Got more, Mike. Well, what do we got to do first? We got to roll that intro. Run! 
Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, before we get into our sports topics of the week, we are going to talk about our poll questions and the next five weeks. Rich. This week's poll question was final countdown versus lose yourself. Yes, it was, Mike. I believe I, I went with final countdown. I think they're I, – I really don't have a solid reason on why, why, why this week. Usually I do. Okay. Uh, I went with lose yourself because, you know, I'm a poor ghetto boy. Hmm. And I okay. don't, and, and I don't like '80s music. I don't. Um, but <laughs> it was a seven to two win for Final Countdown. Uh, the seven are my wife, Adam Heath, your father, you, my sister Barbara, Ashley, and uh, Brian Wyrich. Brian Weirich, yeah, a uh, guy that I deployed with, went overseas with. So uh, thank you, everyone, for voting. Uh, who joined you in voting for Lose Yourself? Uh, uh, my wife's co-worker, Doug Vanderwalt. All right. So, Mike, I know last week, um, last week I talked about, oh, this will be the final first-round matchup. It and is. in theory it is, but when I totaled up how many songs that we've gone through and have won, I only came up with 11, and it's kind of hard, and I didn't necessarily want to do any polls that would put three week, three songs on some weeks and two songs on another week. So what we decided, what Mike and I decided to do was a play-in tournament of sorts. If the NBA can have a play-in tournament, so can we. So we chose, we each chose five songs, and those five songs will make up the remaining field uh, to go on to when we kind of resume a winner take all yeah. type of approach in this poll system and go to a sweet 16. So, Mike, what was your first non winning song that you're going to put forward as a plan? Uh, well, Rich, I'm going to put in Enter Sandman by Metallica. All right. And I'm going to go with Cotton Eye Joe. Let it lose. I mean, we'll we'll let it see. We'll let it see. Yep. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We're gonna. I'll probably put the poll going live next week, and then over the next five weeks, over the next four weeks, on the next four shows, you'll find out who, what those other four songs are that we selected to move on and get, move on in our play in what we're calling a play in tournament. Yeah. Mike, Chief, speaking of tournaments, we had conference championships for the NFL. Mike, why don't you tell us how the NFC championship game went? Not at all how any of us expected it. Uh, the 49ers lost to the Eagles 31-7. to Man, do those Eagles look good. Uh, fly, Eagles, fly, if you will. Um, in that, however... Starting third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy, 
injured himself. And well, I don't uh, know if he was injured himself. He got injured playing. Right. And he by, may end up having to have Tommy John surgery. Yeah, they're saying he has got a um, UCL or UHL, one of those U yep. uh, elbow injuries. He's got, I think they're saying that he could be out six to nine months. May, might have to have Tommy John surgery. Might have to, might be doing rehab, but he's not going to be able to do football activities for at least the next six months. Yeah, and then also in that game, the fourth string quarterback, the Got guy that was elevated to number two, gets a concussion. They were getting ready to so, put in their emergency quarterback, aka Christian McCaffrey, or Kyle Uschek. I think they were talking about how Kyle Uschek is kind of could also function as, as an emergency quarterback. So, so by any, by all means, the Eagles won that game, but yeah. a lot of it, you could point out to, yeah, that's what can happen when the other, when the opposing team doesn't technically have a quarterback. Cause they put Brock Purdy back in the game yep. after they had to pull Josh Johnson, but you knew those passes, it was, it was going to be jet sweeps, handoffs, or really short passes since Purdy couldn't throw. Yeah. You never had to cheat to the deep ball. Yeah, it was it was not a great great look and uh so so, so one meme kind of meme thing that I saw uh, on on the Facebook this week was like the like an Eagles fan saying like uh, Eagles fan, yeah, we're going back to the Super Bowl. Nobody respects us. Screw you. We're going back to the Super Bowl. And then somebody else responding, yeah, but you beat Daniel Jones and a team that had no quarterback through three quarters of the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But they were still a great team overall. Oh, yeah. So, Their defense so I, played well. They, mm-hmm. You can't take anything away from them. They did great. No, no. So. You, you really can't. You really can't. So, I mean, I, I – We'll get to who we who we think who our Super Bowl picks are next week, so we'll try not to hint or allude to how we feel about the big game about the big game until next week's show. Over on the AFC, Mike, AFC side, Mike, that was a close game, much like we both expected it to yep. be, as the Chiefs won twenty three to twenty over the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Turnovers. You can't have turnovers in the playoffs. No. And that's, Both teams had turnovers. Yeah. Both teams had turnovers late in the games. And it it cost the Bengals the game. Um, and an untimely penalty cost yeah. them the game. Man. Which I, 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 I'm, okay. I'm watching that, and I'm seeing how he gets called for roughing the passer as he, because or a late hit, but – when you're going full speed to make a stop, how can you how can you stop yourself and not because if he doesn't touch Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes falls down on his own. There's no penalty, and that's what a 53 or a 52 yard game winning field goal as opposed to a 45. Yep, 45 yard field goal. Yep, but because Patrick Mahomes got touched and. It looked like I've heard some people say, mean, that was a great flop job by him to even more sell that as a late hit. But that's the way you play the game sometimes. Yeah, it, it really is. And you got to take, I mean, 
by technicality, uh, he, man, I hate, I hate calling the calling stuff like this. We try not to do it, but man, you you brought it up earlier. The officiating in both of these games were hot garbage. Yeah, I didn't watch as much of the Eagles 49ers game, but I did watch all of the Chiefs Bengals games. So what what questionable calls where you think were there in the Eagles Niners game? I think I think it wasn't There were plenty of non-holding calls by the Eagle that that the Eagles didn't get called on them. Uh and not just there's holding on every play, but like blatant holding calls. They also had issues with um, catches that weren't catches. It was terrible. Terribly called game. It looked like they had blindfolds on for the Eagles, but as soon as a 49ers... And, and legitimately, a lot of the calls that, that went against the 49ers were definitely fa- penalties. They deserve to be called. Okay. But, but with that game, what I had an issue with was the lack of calls on the Eagles. And not because the Eagles weren't performing penalties. They just weren't getting the call. They, the, the 49ers were not getting the calls. That's my problem with that game. Gotcha. So it, before we move on to... Talking about the Chiefs Bengals game, one thing that got kind of talked thrown about this week was that should the should the NFL have a similar rule or allowance like the NHL does for an emergency quarterback, similar to what hockey has for an emergency goalie. So so a team like the 49ers isn't put into a position to where in the odd event that the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback both get injured, could you call on that technically person that's not actively on your active, active roster? It's not unusual for them go, to have to go three in there and have a third quarterback. Correct? It is not unusual for a team to have three quarterbacks that are, that are on the roster, on the active roster on game days. That's not unusual. What's unusual is your third string quarterback is your starting quarterback and your emergency emergency quarterback is your backup and try to find a guy this time of year who you can trust to come in. I don't know that this would like even having a quote unquote emergency quarterback. Like so it means how, they how far down do you that was on their practice squad? How far down do you Obviously, let it go? Not, though, all, Rich? not all the practice squad players travel with the team. You have fifty-three men. Uh, week six, how many quarterbacks? Uh, let's let's go back even further. Week four, how many quarterbacks did they have on their active roster for the game? They probably think, but they probably had. They were dressing two a game. I think they were dressing three. Some teams dress Ooh. three. And sometimes your th- your third quarterback is your your holder and your uh, like does does multiple duty. You might put him out there on the ki- on the kickoff squad because you don't want to put somebody out there that that could get hurt. But it's not unusual for you to have a third quarterback that does duties like 
holding and stuff like that, stuff that you wouldn't have a Jimmy G do on a regular basis. Yeah, and I think that was something that I had heard before. It was a requirement that each team had the dress three quarterback have three quarterbacks on the active roster and then after a while it got relaxed to where the last man on the roster could be anybody that you wanted to yeah it's probably no different than if you had what happens if your kicker gets injured for somehow then you're not kicking field goals or you got to put your punter out there or put a player out there that might want to give it a try i i think it happened i mean Let's go to let's look at uh, at L.A. Look at how many offensive linemen, how many people they had injured at any given moment. At some point, you just can't ha- add more guys. Like, yeah, you can put them on injured reserve, but if you think they're coming back within four weeks, you can't do that. Mm. So then you have to have them on their on the active roster. And then it's it the, was just yeah. I it, it was no. I I get the, I get the point. I mean, I understand your question, but the hard part for me is you're we're in the playoffs. You get to choose who's on your active roster. Now, yes, you can only choose from your practice squad guys. You're allowed to sign. You might be. I think you're allowed to sign a guy if you have to in a emergency. But at some point. How far down do you go? Injury yeah, two. Mean, go ahead. Yeah, you I mean you're you're probably right. I mean, even if there was the practice squad player that would that would only get to put on the jersey and be added to the emergency roster in this case, once it was determined that Josh was it Josh Johnson, the third string yeah, guy. Yeah. Fourth string so, guy. Fourth. Fourth fourth string, but in that game he was the backup went out with a concussion. If it was ruled that, nope, he's got a concussion, we're not putting him back in under no circumstances, then that's when you could dress the, in theory, emergency quarterback. But what happens but if I don't, if I don't think that guy's probably not going to be somebody that's that you're going to, that's going to maybe give your guys enough, enough of a difference to win the game, but at least in theory – you would have had, you could have still had that element, even if you're operating on a scaled down playbook. That there, at least there would have been that element that hey, they could they could push the ball down the field through the air. But that was by the end of it, it was really tough to watch the 49ers because okay. you knew it was going to happen every single time. They were going to run the ball in some way, in some fashion. Rich, I'm going to go back to I think, and again, you're going to have to forgive me, but I think it was the first season of all or nothing i think it was i've never watched any of the all or nothing so you're on your own on this one but go ahead okay i thought you watched those those are the ones on amazon prime you didn't watch any of those mm-hmm. i think i think you need to come up on wednesday and we're just gonna i'll take the, the whole rest of the week off and we'll just binge watch uh all or nothing you i think you'd like it uh okay and I think it was the first season, but they had a wide receiver. They, they, the quarterbacks were having this competition who could throw the football into the garbage can 50 yards downfield. Okay, yeah, I, I think I do remember this. It was like the competition between 
Was that with the Cardinals? So you had like Carson yeah. Palmer at the time. Yeah. Carson Palmer and like his backups, but other people would somehow chime in, or the coaching staff, like the quarterback coach, would get in on it. Well, they had a wide. Res- they it. had a their running back. Their running back joined in. And if you didn't win, you had to dress in stupid, ridiculous ways and blah, blah, blah. And that's just how it was. But they had their quarterback, or their their running back, hitting 50-yard bombs, landing them in a garbage can. Half the guys on the squad, whether it's a running back, a wide receiver, tight end, most of those guys might not be able to get it into a bucket at 50 yards. But at 10 yards, at 15 yards, most of those guys are going to be able to, to know how to play the game well enough that they could jump in and be a quarterback if needed. Christian McCaffrey, I think, would have done a fine job if he would have been the quarterback. Or at least a better job than putting Brock Purdy back there. Yeah. Knowing that, yeah, that this ball's not getting thrown. It's just how it's going to get handed off. Right. Would have been a better offensive plan. And you could have brought have in. A, would, have been a, you, would have been a better offensive plan than, than doing a, with McCaffrey being under center and taking snaps. Yep. As a wildcat would have been a better plan than putting Brock Purdy out there and risking further injury. And that was my next comment. You you play these wildcats and you have these wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, all getting direct snaps and all having uh, throwing the ball, or at least once in a while throw the ball. We see it regularly. Why is that any? Uh, why is that any less of a option? Just because you're in the playoffs. If they're good enough to do it, just use that the rest of the game. Change it up. You can bring up... By the way, if you have Christian McCaffrey dressed or playing quarterback, if he's quote-unquote the quarterback for that, you know what you can also do? You can bring a fullback in as a running back, and you can have an extra blocker that can give him a little bit more time. You can bring big guys in to play roles to protect him a little bit longer so he has the time to be able to try to throw those balls. I, yeah. there, there are plenty of other options. Uh, and, and so I, I don't think that you absolutely need to have this third, a third string quarterback dress or even an emergency quarterback. Yeah. Right. It's just something I thought I'd get your opinion on. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. No, I, oh, and yeah. I like it. I, I, I mean, like it. It's good discussion. Um, so, on on the Chiefs game, I gave my opinion on the Eagles-Niners game. Let yeah. me, let's hear what you think of the officiating in general of that game. Well, the one kind of head-scratcher for me uh, in Chiefs-Bengals was the phantom second, third down that, that the Chiefs got driving down the field. And luckily, on that set of downs, that second third down didn't they still didn't convert into a no, first down they did they they did convert that they didn't but there they was a penalty convert. so they got a first down and then they went um, they went three and out that second after that second first down or after that first down they did they didn't convert it but they had a penalty 
and that penalty was a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down. So, I mean, I, I mean, you saw Zach Taylor on the sideline just live it. It's like, what do you mean? We, the, the, the play continued as if there was no stoppage of play. But, yep. I mean, when, once, once uh, Here's a CBS question. Did, did slow it down and see, oh, yep, there was an official coming out of nowhere, coming out of nowhere, waving his hands, nope, calling off, calling it off, and the other refs didn't see him. Here's a bigger question. If there would have been a defensive offsides, does that get taken back? If there would have been a defensive holding, does that play still not count? I would say if there's anything other than a what would be a unsportsmanlike conduct, by the way, wouldn't that entire play, any hit that a defensive player gave an offensive player, be a, uh, an unsportsmanlike conduct because the play was whistled dead? That's true. They could have called it if the play was whistled dead and there was a hit. Technically, they could have hit him with nope, unnecessary roughness or late hit or a late hit penalty after the after that if they if they had wanted to. That would have probably even caused a bigger stick controversy than the than the two third downs yeah. two third down calls that that happened either way i don't like the i don't like that i think that's a that's a good call um how about the missing um pass inter or the the roughing the passers that that joe or that the joe cool ended up not getting multiple times being thrown to the ground and yet no calls are made after the ball's out of his hands mm. yep I don't, and this is the hard part. This is the thing that's it's hard to me. Most of the time, I, I am not the guy that thinks that the refs cause problems regularly. I really am not. But what I am is I'm the guy that says, why when we have games like this, are we seeing such bad refi officiating? Why on a regular basis... And, and why is it that the NFL allows the fire to be stoked so much to say, see, the, the refs are in on it and have a particular person they need to win? Yeah, I mean, after all, I mean, the, the NFL is not a sports, is not classified as a sport. They are classified as entertainment. That's news to me. When did that happen? Yeah, that, that, that's what I've heard. That, that's what I've seen, is that they are classified as a sport. Uh, they're classified as an entertainment oh, business, man. not necessarily a sport. So could, could these officiatings be, be influencing the outcomes of games so the NFL gets the matchups that they want in the prime games? Yeah. You never know. You never know, but this this. That what we had in both of these games kind of made you wonder is is that what happened yeah is that what happened in this situation because i mean as much as i wanted to see a storyline of uh, mr irrelevant versus versus a bills team of that had damar hamilton damar hamlin coming back from the becoming getting having his life saved on the field and watching his team go all the way to the super bowl in a sense, yeah. this matchup does have good storylines. You have 
the Kelsey brothers becoming the first set of brothers to get playing against each other in a Super Bowl. Yep. And it's the first time that in history where you've had two African American quarterbacks facing off as the starting quarterbacks against each other. And it's the Andy Reid Bowl. And Andy Reid. It's not the first time that a, that a team that a former coach has come no. back to coach against his team. But, but yeah, a, that that is a third storyline of Andy Reid going up against his former team. Yeah. So you brought up the point, and I think it's the I think this is the ultimate proof that the NFL is not a rigged organization. But if the NFL really wanted to get ratings and really wanted to do all of those things. Do you think they would have let the the Bills lose? Like that bill the story behind those Bills right now, A before the DeMar Hamlin thing happened, the Bills were already coming out after the Americans America's team moniker. They were already trying to vie for that. That was before DeMar Hamlin. Then the DeMar Hamlin thing happened, and all of a sudden, they no longer were fighting for it. They owned that moniker. Everybody cared about it. Everybody, everybody was sharing, praying for DeMar, blah, whatever. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Everybody was doing it. The Every world. NFL team having something with number three on it pregame. Right. The world. Pregame or anything. The world was centered around DeMar Hamlin and his recovery. If the NFL was rigged, they would have guaranteed that he was there for the flipping of the coin and he was the honorary captain for that team. That is why I say. They are. You can't tell me that they're rigged. No, I, I don't think they're rigged either. So, it oh. makes for good discussions, though, and that's what the NFL is all about. They want to stay in the news cycle, and you got to have something to talk about in the off week, in between the the Super Bowl, in between your championship week. Well, let's and speak the Super Bowl. about. Well, talking about that, the hex, the Texans have hired a head coach. They have. They hired their former, a former inside linebacker for the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico previously uh, cut his teeth in coaching in the San Francisco organization. Yeah. Uh, going from quality control to a linebacker's coach to a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I I actually think that's a good move. Um, I question the one thing I do question: you are going from a defensive-minded head coach to another defensive-minded head coach. Yeah. That's, to, yeah. to me, that's kind of a rough spot to be in. But but it's better than hiring a wide receiver coach who had never even been a coordinator, let alone a head coach, though. The, yeah. Which is what happened when David Culley got hired. Yeah. I'm not denying it, but I'm just saying that there are better, I, I think there were better options out there and I think there still are better options out there and people to go after. Um, yeah. For, we, for me, I think that the Texans were kind of almost kind of in a no-win situation. Yeah. 
They knew they needed to hire a coach that, I guess, hire a coach that they could fully commit to and were willing to commit to. Because I think if they had hired a non-minority candidate, and there was, and the, they got, then they had the previous results as Lovey Smith and David Culley, and yet they got year two. There would have been a media uproar about I, well, why didn't Lovey or David Culley get this chance? What what did they do wrong? A, I think so, I think it depends on how their how the outcome of this year goes. But even beyond that, even more than that, way more than that, I think they get a little bit of credit because of the last two head coaches that they've hired. Uh, their teams have been garbage. Honestly, David Culley didn't deserve to be where he was. The problem there was that he was saddled with a quarterback who was raping people. Well, and you and you knew getting into that job the A you didn't know what the what the DeMar, what the Watson punishment was gonna be if it was gonna be issued that season. Yeah. And you also knew going into the job that Watson didn't want to be with the Texans anymore. Yeah. Because I think because the, the, the rape allegations came out after they had hired Coley. Yep. And that's when the, that's when uh, Watson had demanded the trade away from the Texans because yep. he felt that his opinion wasn't being heard about who should have been hired for the head, to be the next head coach after – uh, Bill O'Brien was let go. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. But the biggest problem there is that he was – David Culley didn't get the, the opportunities he deserved. He was set up for failure. Lovey Smith came in, still did better than I think he did. Like, he had – he did better than he sh- he was supposed to at least, which is but why he lost the job. But he also wasn't set up in a good situation either. Yeah. So, so – I don't know. I think that it's a kind of a screwed up situation no matter what you do. And uh, hopefully, and I think, didn't DeMarco demand a six-year contract? Um, I don't know about demand a six-year contract, but he did get a six-year agreement. I'm pretty sure he went in and said, if you're hiring me, it's a commitment. I need a six-year contract. And it's, it's basically if they fire him before year four, I think it is, that he gets heavily penalized. Like, I don't know that it's guaranteed money, but I think it's... Yeah, the, the, sorry, the story I post on here from uh, Pro Football Rumors does not outline what the contract is, but I did hear there was a six-year deal, and I think that the history that he has with the organization does help out that he was a former player, and he's got that willingness that he wanted to be come back to Houston. Yeah. Uh, kind of helps it along. Um, so the other person that got a head coaching job is one that's coming back into being the head coach. Sean Payton is going to be the head man out in Denver. Yeah. And um, was this set up? What do you mean by a setup? Well, our next story is about a guy who's getting ready to go to Fox. Fox just has too many people on their payroll, needs to figure out what to do. Sean Payton goes to the Broncos. That's going to help. Well, I, cause I, if I remember correctly, Sean Payton got hired and he went to the studio. Yeah, he did. Kind of be, he was the 
He took Jimmy Johnson's seat when Jimmy Johnson wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't in studio with, with the with the guys, and he was an extra guy on the broadcast on the studio show when Jimmy Johnson was working that week. Yep. But I believe their plan when they when they signed Brady was that he was going to be on the lead broadcasting team with Kevin Burkhart. Yeah. But but now the now a lot of now what I'm seeing is. Greg Olson calling great games, and now Fox doesn't quite know. All right, are we going to demote Greg Olson after he's had a great, after he's had a have made improved as a broadcaster, and people are liking him, just to bring in Tom Brady? So maybe you're right. Maybe Tom Brady does get put to the studio, starts off in the studio instead of going straight to the booth. Yep. Um. So we still have two hirings left to happen. The Cardinals and the Colts still have job openings. I really think that the Colts are going to end up hiring Jeff Saturday. I do. I, 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 that's what it's seemingly looking like. Because I mean, I guess I mean Kellen Moore got some got some up got some interviews, but he went out to the Chargers to be their offensive coordinator, and and Dan Quinn uh, chose to stay in Dallas instead yeah. of. Instead of going to Denver, going to Denver or Arizona, so I really don't know who's going to get these two jobs. To be honest with you, and yep, really the great, the good candidates are are, are gone. So they could be. I wouldn't surprise me if both these jobs end up being one year hires. I've because seen the talent just isn't there. I mean, could you be trying to poach somebody from Andy Andy Reid's coaching staff? Yeah, or even uh, the Colts. I've heard the uh, Shane Sarchichin, I think that's his name, Shezrin, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Yep, is a good candidate to get uh, to get one of the jobs. But uh, so, Arizona seems to be a situation that just could be set up to fail. Yeah, Arizona. You're not going to have Ky- you're not going to have Kyler Murray for a year. Yeah, Arizona's going to be bad. So I, I don't know. We're gonna to have to see. I think I think Arizona ends up being like a, hey, here's a job. You're you're just a placeholder. We'll what? hire somebody next. We'll hire. We'll. I I don't know. Do you, do you promote? Do you keep an interim tag on somebody? And have them be the interim head coach for a year? Are you allowed to do an interim for a year? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. We should look into that, but that's that's an inter- that's an interesting concept—a one-year interim, like yeah. a full-year interim head coach, but a full year. Um, okay, and finally, uh, one of the greatest of all times, Tom Brady, has retired again. Again, yeah. I this one I think sticks. Like last one, somebody in his camp. Shared the news that he was retiring. Not him. Uh, and he kind of went along with it for about three to six weeks. And they said, nope, I'm coming back. Completely different situation. This time he sat on a beach and got emotional and re- and said, I'm retiring. No no more fanfare. I This one, I think, sticks. Yeah. So was this season worth losing his losing his wife over 
with the, with no, the way the I season mean, ended, with the way the season ended, because there's been, you know, I don't, I think I've seen some stories about these are Giselle's thoughts on the newest announcement. But I didn't, I never clicked on the stories to really read them because it really doesn't matter. Yeah, that much. I don't know. I think I think a, a marriage comes before a career. If Danielle said that she needed to leave this area because she just couldn't do it anymore. By the way, there's nothing in our lives says that at all. Uh, God has us here for a reason. We're figure, trying to figure it out. We're trying to work it out. Um, and we're both happy here. So this is just a, a purely hypothetical thing. Mm-hmm. But if she said we have to move, I'd say, God, is, is it all right? And if he said it's okay, we'll, we're moving. Even if I have, if I'm at a spot where my career could go exponentially better, is it worth my marriage in any way, shape, or form? If it's going to cost, if it's going to cost me my marriage, I say I don't know that there's much worth of that. I have yeah, to answer I- to God first, and then after that, I have to answer to my wife, and that's it. Yep. So, I mean, I, I totally have to agree with it. You, you got to agree with it. And, uh, but I guess Tom felt otherwise that uh, his career and wanting to prove that he can still do it or, or maybe wanting, maybe it was a thing of he needed to prove to himself that it was over. I mean, there was no title of, you know what, sometimes the game, we never know. I think the, like the quote, I think like from uh, Moneyball, like, we play that we play a children apart not going to get it all right but the gist of it was that uh we all get told at one point that we're no longer good enough to play the game some get told in elementary school or high school others get told 20 years after playing in pro ball but we all get told at one time it's time to stop playing the game so is this season tom brady's it's time to stop playing the game because of how difficult it was to get his team into the playoffs in a weak division, no less. I, mm, I don't know. I don't know what 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 spawned this. Uh, mm. unless, again, unless it, his marriage can be reconciled, I don't see. I don't see a reason for him not to go back. Um, unless he knows something about his health that nobody else does. And he re- he's realizing his body just physically can't do it anymore. Which it totally could be. Yeah, he totally. looked for much of the season not like the Tom Brady of, of yesteryear, but he still looked good enough that he could have a starting role next year if he wanted it. He still did. Does that mean... But, but does he know something about his body that we don't know? Or... I pray, did Giselle say, okay, I'm sorry. I do truly love you. I really want to try to make this work, but you can't go back to, f- to football anymore. Move back in. Move in with me and the kids down here in, in Miami. I, I don't know. But, I don't know either. But, but I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure if that's the case, that'll get that. Oh, we're going to find out. Know, oh, yeah, you'll know you'll find out about it. Yeah. Well, no, you'll find that out. But there's yep. still part of me that until I see him 
calling games on Fox on pregame, preseason, and pro game on week one, that's when I'll know for sure that he's retired and done. Because you know there's going to be the rumors of a team that might not get, if a team's starting quarterback gets knocked out in the preseason, especially in a marquee team that could afford him that he'd want to play for. There's always going to be that, that maybe those rumors that are saying, well, could they pursue Tom Brady? Would Tom Brady come out of retirement to play for that team? Like yeah. if San Francisco's quarterback situation, if Purdy isn't, ready to go by week one if Trey Lance still hasn't recovered and is fully ready for for week one. Yep. Could San Francisco be a place that calls him up and says, hey, what would it take to get you out to come out of retirement one more time? Vegas? Vegas. Yeah, there are plenty of places that could use him. Uh, I, but again, you got to go back to yet your you let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. And when you retire, be retired. You're yeah. forty. You're forty five, forty six. Enjoy it. But if anything, right now there is closure on it because I think yeah. he, on, on his own podcast, like I think it was he does it with like with I heard it was like Jim Gray asking. So I'm I'm, I'm going to address the elephant in the room with you. Or do you plan to play next season? And he shot him down with a, I don't effing know. Yeah. If I knew, I would say something. Right now, I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't know. Yeah. To go to giving that type of answer, being frustrated or mad that that question got addressed on his own podcast, to coming out just on a Twitter and saying, you know what, it's time to go. Yeah. This is all I'm going to say about it. By the way, I, I like got, the way he I got did my it. emotional go. I got my emotional goodbye last. I year. You only get one of those. I love the way he did it. I think that was like I think more guys should go that way, route. But, uh, okay, um, Rich, do you see what's coming up next? I do, Mike. It's a left turn. And then after that? Um, it's going to be a le- another left turn. Yep. But before we make those left turns, we also got to make a couple right turns because we got to talk about the Rolex 24 on this first official edition of the NASCAR Corner. Mike, who's it presented by? It's presented as always by triple i sports cards incorporated moline illinois check them out on seventh on fifth avenue fifth avenue for all your sports memorabilia needs or on their ebay store once again that is triple i sports cards incorporated so last week at the rolex 24 rich you picked the 60 car because you knew elio castroneves and simon paganda Simon Pindergard. Oh, Pindergard. And it was also an Acura, which is just yeah. an overpriced Honda. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you picked the correct driver, which means you get to pick, you get to pick first this week for the Clash. Uh, and then uh, I picked the number seven car. They finished in seventh. Um, they actually I, – I, did you watch any of the race, Rich? I know I did not. I watched I about not. three total hours. Uh, nice. I, the end of the race was during our church. Uh, our church had our uh, annual business meeting that I have to present stuff for. So I was there and uh, had to do with deal that. And uh, it went it went well, but uh, it meant I missed the end of the race. But uh, your guys won. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Uh, this week's race, we are talking actual NASCAR drivers on a track. Kind of. As we talk about the clash at the Coliseum. 
in L.A., they are taking over the L.A. Coliseum. They've paved it again. They put down temporary asphalt on top of t- more temporary asphalt in order to make a track that they can race on. And, uh, Rich, you have the first pick. Who are you picking? Yeah, well, Mike, uh, I'm going to go with my wife's favorite driver because I know we're going to be watching the races and hopefully some of the heats, but at least the main event race. Yeah. Uh, so I want to I want to um, root along with her, so I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. I like that pick. Um, you want to watch him smash and eat a watermelon, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I am going to pick Chase Elliott. Chase knows how to get around short tracks quite well. Um, so, Rich, next week, what are we talking about, and what are you looking forward to? Well, Mike, we got to talk about some rule modifications. Yep. For the for NASCAR that uh, they put out, um, which kind of one of those rules does deal directly with something that Ross Chastain did last year. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll about, talk that. about that next week. Yep, and we're also going to be looking at driver lineup changes, where some new faces in new rides. Yep. So kind of previewing drivers that have new rides. And hopefully, numbers. we will also preview the fantasy NASCAR. But who knows when NASCAR is going to open it up? Normally, it's not till the week of the Daytona 500. So no. it would we'll be... need something to talk about with no with no football games to talk about. So we'll at least yeah. tell you how to play the game, how you can easily sign up, and then once we know for sure that the Fantasy Live is back open, is open back up to start making picks for the Daytona 500. We'll try and put that out on the Facebook and maybe even do one of those uh, YouTube shorts to see yeah. if we can get people to join us yeah. on hey, those. Rich, one more thing. I, I know you, you said because we won't have a football game next week. There is a football game this week. We forgot to talk about the Pro Bowl uh, and the yeah. skills thing. Did you watch any of it? I didn't watch any of the Pro Bowl. My boss was talking about it a little bit this morning. Okay. But I, I didn't watch any of it. I, I, was, at I... Our, I was at our church's uh, food pantry. So we ended up uh, talking to somebody. I think it was my my in-laws last night. Um, and while we were talking with the in-laws, we um, we put I just put on the the long drive competition. Watched that. Uh, I think they did a pretty terrible job in covering it. Um, but I like the concept of seeing these guys in other doing other things, and I don't have a problem with it. But and honestly, yeah. this is probably a better use of the Pro Bowl than actually having a game anymore. A game that never meant anything, really it's hard to kind of count that as something for the, like, as a reason to do anything. Um, you're talking $10,000 for the loser, $15,000 for the winner, plus whatever bonus you get for being a Pro Bowler. That's it. That's all you get. And, and I know that, like, for you and I, a $10,000 check would be great. A $15,000, an extra fifteen, twenty, ten uh, dollars to $15,000 would be awesome. I'd love to do that. But in all honesty, for these guys, it to go out and risk themselves, that's dumb. But to do something like play a dodgeball game or do a long drive competition or I don't remember what the other ones, other skills were that they, they did. Yeah, sure. I'm okay with that. And then they're going to play the 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 a flag fl- football game. Flag football game on Sunday. I, I won't watch it. I will watch the clash. I will not watch the uh, the flag football game. So, okay. Yeah. Um, um, 
about the only thing that I, I remember hearing about the Pro Bowl was uh, my boss was saying that uh, Shaquan Barkley could not throw a ball to save his life. And he even openly admitted it in the dodgeball game. I can't throw for – I can't throw. <laughs> okay. I can't throw. I'm a running back for a reason. Yep. I mean, it was – but – and uh, So you don't have to worry about him playing in as your wildcat. Yeah. And then also uh, Derek Carr in the skills competition portion wearing a hat that just has the NFL shield on it instead of wearing a Raiders cap. Oh. And talking about how, you know, right? man, you got that a long way. It's like, yep, I hope to be throwing for a long way for another team next year. Wow. Looking forward to playing for another team next year because the Raiders. Yeah. That's... Raiders really have no choice but to cut him. Yeah. Because there's no way that they want to have him. There's no way if they other teams would be able to take on that contract in a trade. Yeah. So three days after the Super Bowl, he's getting cut because there's no way. Yeah. If with this public of um, getting benched to at the final two regular season games, there's no way he would he would uh, approve a trade even if it was to a team that he would that he wanted to play for because then he'd be helping the Raiders get draft picks or players in return. Yeah, I I don't get it. Um, so uh, that sucks. Okay, yeah. um, one quick hit, and then we, we'll do our shout-outs because we are at 53 yeah. minutes, Rich. Uh, we had a retirement from a Cub this week, a former Cub, currently mm-hmm. a Redbird. Uh, yeah, yeah, last known was a Redbird, but uh, yep. Dexter Fowler. Officially retires, and already announced where he's going. He's going to join the marquee network in some capacity. I don't know if it's going to be pre-game, post-game. And so we'll maybe get to they see ro- him. Maybe they rotate him in up in the booth every once in a while. Yeah. I will get to see him, which is going to be great. I can't wait. So. All right, Mike. So that that appears to be our show. We went. I, it was a lot easier to get to an hour than I really thought it was going to be with as light as the yeah. – we always can on the outline. We can always talk sports for an hour. By the way, I watched two, at least one entire basketball game. Might not have been the entire one entire basketball game, but at least enough of uh, of multiple basketball games since our last show to equate to an entire basketball game. And we are going to have some NBA stuff to talk about next week. I did hear a thing today. I'll just bring it up real quick. Uh, we're going to end up talking next week that probably LeBron James is going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most uh, the points leader, the most points ever scored in the NBA. That's probably going to happen this week. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit more. But do you think in doing so, like, if he knows that he's within, like, three points or two points, does he does he put up a little sky hook? I think for me, it's a, would he perp if, it, if the if the Lakers are on the road? Uh, the likelihood is, would, so they would, have a... Would he, would he purposely not score the history-making point if it meant that he could make that he could break the record in a at the at a on the home court versus a road court, so he has one game 
on the road this weekend. He will have to score, I think it's something like 65 points in order to make to hit that that spot. Likelihood is he's not going to do that in one game. He's averaging 30 a game so far this year. So I don't think that's going to be what happens. So, okay, we'll talk about more about that next week. I just thought that that's a sentiment that I yeah. I would love to see happen. I'd love to see him end it in or break it in LA with a sky hook, just because that'd be fun. Um, okay, gotcha. Um, Rich, do you have any shout outs for this week? I do not. Mike, do you have any? Uh I well, we did go out last uh, t- or for dinner tonight, uh, and celebrated Jean's uh, Jean Russell's birthday. So happy birthday, Jean! Uh, he is—I'll uh, tell you who he is later, but no big deal. Mm-hmm. Just a friend of mine uh, up here, and so got to do that. Um, had a nice meal at the Hillcrest. Um, Rich, people are watching us on Facebook, but they want to take us on the road. What should they do? You know, look us up wherever you download um, all your other podcasts that you listen to. You can find us on uh, places like Spotify, Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Yep. And um, Mike, if they're uh, watching us live, but uh, if they're listening to us out on the podcast side, want to see the video feed, but just don't like Facebook, where else can they find us? You can find us on YouTube. Uh, if you could like, comment, and subscribe to this video and to our channel, uh, that'll help us out quite a bit. Ring the bell if you want to know when we post those videos. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Rich, and- if they want, if they're listening to us or they're watching us on YouTube, they don't mind the Facebook and they want to vote in our poll question. By the way, what again, once again, before we leave, what is that poll question going to be this week? Uh, the poll question will be Cotton Eye Joe versus Enter the Sandman. Enter Sandman. Uh, but if you want to be notified of when those polls go live or have a way to be able to vote in those polls, uh, make sure to visit Ends of Balls and Sticks or Balls and Sticks, the podcast. The poll, you can find the poll as well as the live feed of the video at both places and if you're watching the live video um and you leave a like comment uh, a, a thumbs up a reaction or a comment um somewhere throughout the um somewhere within the live video we'll make sure to give you a shout out at the end if it's a comment if we see it in time while we're talking we'll make sure to get your point your opinion in the conversation work it in the conversation as well mike did we have any comments reactions to tonight's video we did not but thank you we to all not. those that participated in the poll question today or this week rich what should i do now mike let's go ahead and roll the outro broadcasting live from somewhere in iowa this is balls and sticks the podcast with your hosts mike and rich <laughs>